Welcome back to Droolish, everyone. This is Joey. Let's begin right now. Welcome back to Droolish. I am your host, Joey Montano. I believe this is episode 32, and this, if you're unfamiliar with Droolish, we are a sleep and relaxation podcast focusing on helping you fall asleep while I talk about various subjects and, well, frankly, that I'd like to talk about and hopefully will keep semi-interest for you, but in the same vein, will help you hopefully fall asleep. I blend in background noises such as uh, rain, uh, campfires, additional ambiance noises, and I do tend to talk quite frequently. So, with my yawn-inducing voice, uh, kind of with a soothing atmosphere, I hope to help you fall asleep, or at the very, very, very least in today's episode, uh, get you thinking more about some football and potentially, uh, I don't know, making some picks. So uh, every week I talk about NFL picks, predictions, and just give my insights. I'm not a sports analyst. This is for fun. Though I have taken up a little bit of sports gambling recently and seen some success with that, and I talk about that in, in a different episode. Uh, but uh, I think that phase is starting to go away now, and I'm kind of just back to just happy-go-lucky uh, making football picks. Uh, so we'll see if the uh, sports betting stuff picks up. If, if it does, that's certainly going to be its own podcast and probably a little bit more high energy. Um, but uh, if you're, like I said, if you are trying to fall asleep, I, I, always like the, I always like to think that these are decent episodes to where you don't really have to listen too much, but it kind of... Um, the sound of my voice helps you drown out your own thoughts and should help you fall asleep regardless. So uh, just letting you guys know, heads up, if this is your first time listening, listening to these uh, picks, uh, there are three, or pretty much four different uh, areas of talking, I should mention. So uh, one, we're going to dive into it in a minute, and that's talk about previous week's results. Uh, followed by the anti-power rankings, and then the Week 13 NFL picks, followed by upset NFL picks. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with what any of those sections are, I will mention it once we get to it, and I will include timestamps. So feel free to look at the description and fast forward to the appropriate section if you want to dive right in. That said, let's begin. We are coming off of a okay Week 12 of the NFL. Uh, week 11, we were 10-4, and 4, I believe, and now we went down to an 8-6. and 6. I'm certainly not happy with the 8-6. and 6. Uh, I did watch a bit of football this weekend, and while I am pretty familiar with more of the NFC North matchups, and despite all my rankings, there were a few uh, <laughs> misses, I would say. So let's begin starting uh, last Thursday. Last Thursday, I picked the Indianapolis Colts to beat Houston. Uh, they were within the spread, uh, but they lost 20 to 17. And I believe we all want, if you watch the game, this was what I'd like to call a coin flip, uh, games where it's more or less, they're pretty much break even and anyone could win. Uh, knowing the history between Indianapolis and Houston, I was very interested in this game. Uh, it, I seriously thought Indianapolis was going to win this, uh, pretty decidedly. Uh, but it was certainly a back and forth. That's kind of what I expected, but I kind of figured Indianapolis would pull away in the fourth. Uh, that did not happen. It was a kind of an interesting game, a little bit kind of slow pace, um, but, uh, you know, you can't win them all. I don't think that's a terrible pick. Uh, it's just kind of losing a coin flip there. I, I like to pick the underdog pick, but obviously I, 
um, the right pick was Houston in hindsight. Moving to the next game, I picked Tampa Bay to beat Atlanta. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Atlanta to beat Tampa Bay. I should not misspeak. I'm looking at the bolded parts. I picked Atlanta to beat Tampa Bay. And Atlanta was probably the hottest team in the NFL, beating two absurdly strong teams on the road. And you figured a home game that would win, but they folded like origami, so I just don't get how um, they could do that. But in the same vein, Tampa has been the most swingy team in the NFL. Um, you don't know who they are week over week. So they're quite scary, and unfortunately I was on the wrong end, so this was just a bad pick. I picked, uh, you know, Tampa was just showed up, and Atlanta did it. There's nothing more to be said. This next game I was very disappointed in. This is a flat-out bad pick. I honestly did not think it was a bad pick at the time. I picked Denver over Buffalo. I mentioned Denver should win this a majority of the time. A decent amount of time, actually. And Buffalo came in and clean house. So as much as my bias is against Buffalo, they keep beating teams that I think should be worth it, should be worth uh, competing, I should say, in the NFL, at least like in the playoff or be in a playoff hunt. Denver, I always felt like they should have a stronger record than their uh, performance indicates. Uh, that being said, Buffalo did what I did not expect them to do. Um, so I will give Buffalo, I will tip my hat to Buffalo. I'll give them a couple of respect points. Um, they're certainly moving up to at least playoff contention. Uh, you know, like I would say a playoff run team and not just a one and done. It, they're starting to look that way. Uh, at least to me, that Denver victory was probably more impressive than what other people are betting on. But uh, that's a decent, that's a decent uh, victory. The next game, those, like I said, those first three hells off. So that's already 0-3 to start. Uh, next game, picked the Bears over the Giants. I want to say this game was fairly easy to pick, although these two teams are pretty much bottom tier. Uh, I was I almost convinced myself to pick the Giants to win this, but um, the Bears do have a decent defense, and when it comes to putting up points, uh, for me, these, these types of teams, like 17 is always the magic number for me. If you can get past 17, you win the game. Uh, Chicago, I think, just barely had the edge, so I gave them, I, I picked them. They won 19 to 14. Uh, next game, I picked Cincinnati to lose against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh did win. Uh, did not look good early on until Mason Rudolph was benched. Uh, I, I forgot his name, um, the backup, uh, Delvin Blair or something like that. Uh, Blaine? No, I didn't play. But the backup that came in, uh, he actually has performed. Um, adequately, um, the times he's been put in, I think against the Ravens. I, I, I forgot his name, but I've actually been watching him a little bit more every time Mason's been out. And I actually think he's a little bit better than Mason. He did come back and have the victory against the Lily Bengals, although the game should not have been that close. So, Pittsburgh gets the win. It made it a little bit of a sweat. Uh, the next game, I had Cleveland over Miami. We all know Cleveland's been a boomer or bust, but they seem to be, after the bye week, have been way more consistent. So, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable picking them. And that's what I did last week. Uh, Miami did come off of a loss, I believe. Uh, and they did have a mini win streak of their own, too. But I just assume, like, if Cleveland's going to show up and get ready for the playoffs, this is the game where they're supposed to win, like, the way they have against Miami. And they did. So that's a good, good pick there. I picked the New Orleans Saints over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, that was just more of a trend pick. Uh, Carolina has just been down. And New Orleans... Uh, despite that one loss against Atlanta, I, I assumed it was just a freak freak loss. And I think New Orleans was winning most of the game. Carolina did come back, but New Orleans, New Orleans did seal the deal. 
Uh, yeah, and then I think there was a missed field goal too. So unfortunate, Carolina. That's what losing teams do. They they just don't come through in the clutch. This next game, yeah, I'm just burning this pick up. Uh, I picked the Oakland Raiders to beat the Jets. Did not expect Oakland to underperform, and I did not expect the Jets to overperform. This was a complete. This could this could be a one-off loss. This could be something that you know, probably puts Oakland back on the radar to actually you know start tearing and not look look towards the following week. I don't know what happened, but the Jets are certainly feeling it. I give a lot of credit to teams that do win three in a row, regardless of uh, record, regardless of you know how the season they're playing out. If you win three in a row. Uh, it means that at least you're building consistency. And that makes you pretty dangerous uh, when it comes to like the next team you're facing, as long as you carry that momentum, at least in my opinion. So, uh, so yeah, definitely three wins in a row uh, with the Jets from this. The second to third win is like, this was a, the most impressive win the Jets have had. I, that was a completely wrong pick on my end, so I'm sorry, guys. Uh, the next pick, I picked Seattle. They were actually an underdog pick uh, over Philadelphia. And I think the better lines realized how stupid that was, like how ridiculous that line was, because I can't, I cannot imagine how Seattle was actually ever an underdog, uh, considering their winning record. Russell Wilson is in God mode on the road, uh, and they, they just know how to win. They, that's, that's the bottom line. They just know how to win, which gives them the edge almost in any other game that I've seen, unless they're facing another team that knows how to win, which is like the same five teams that have like top records. So Philadelphia pretty much got shellacked, to be honest. They only scored 9 points, even though Seattle scored 17. But I've always said it before, 17 tends to be a magic number, especially against these uh, mid-tier teams. Speaking of mid-tier teams, or especially lowly-tier teams, I picked Washington to lose against Detroit. I was pretty confident in this Detroit one. Actually, I wasn't that confident. I, I In my anti-power rankings, they're both kind of in the same area, but I wanted to put faith in Detroit. Uh, to clear, clean out because um, Washington has just been like atrocious, and they showed up. You know, Detroit lost 16 to 19. Again, with these mediocre teams, it's with like no de decent offenses. 17 seems to be the magic number. That used to be the magic number back in like the 90s when I watched these lowly teams, and it still resonates to today. Uh, and for me, that's like a general sign that was not good. It's been terrible. Uh, so yeah, that was a bad pick. Uh, another game, I picked Jacksonville because the underdog against Tennessee. That's a swing and a miss. So that's like one, two. I'll count to Detroit as a big swing and a miss. That was not a coin flip. That was actually a bad miss. So that's like three bad misses. Denver was a bad miss. Atlanta was a bad miss. Yeah, five of these, like five of the six losses that I've had, they're just on me. I, I could have, that, that, those could have been better. Like way better. So that's that's that sucks. Am I like I terrible? Uh, and then I picked New England. New England to win Dallas. That was actually a little bit closer than we all thought. But uh, San Francisco winning over Green Bay. Uh, that was a shellacking. I thought Green Bay was going to put up more of a fight. Uh, it turns out there's probably only like three elite teams, and then like a lot of like good teams, like great teams, and then good teams, and then it's kind of mediocre from there. So uh, yeah, there are certainly levels in, in like the top, like yeah. Like New England, San Francisco, Baltimore, I picked them to win, and those are the teams that they're, they did everything they're supposed to do just to win games. Baltimore is looking absurd. I picked them to win too. 45 to 6 in that route. So yeah, both Sunday and Monday night games. Pretty. Yeah, it's like that, y'all. 
Yeah, like massive routes. Like, just debacles. It's so hard to pay attention to. <laughs> so, we finished 8 and 6 for the week. Uh, I'm not too thrilled with that. Uh, again, 5 of the 6 were just way off. And generally, I don't, I don't like being way off on a lot of my picks. The 50-50 picks are understandable. That just means, hey, like, over time I'm going to win some, I'm going to lose some. You know, long term, if I'm... And if I can snip out the edges for the right teams, that should work. Um, and better picking these. But uh, but because of that, uh, I don't know. I, I do know I tend to overvalue teams that are trendy. Are, are trending. Um, but uh, in the same vein, I, I, I should do a little bit more research on some of these other teams. Especially the Washington. I know their defense has been stout. That was like my biggest thing. But to, like... I knew they have a stout defense, like the last few weeks they've been actually holding on the floor. I just did not think they were going to score 19. Um, I also didn't think Detroit was going to get to 17, so that's on me. Um, like I said, that game was probably closer than it should should have been, but like that was a bad, it's still a bad pick. Uh, so yeah, not, not happy, not happy this week. So uh, I know it's a winning record, guys, um, for the season. I am 101 and 74 which is perfect for the rank of 28,195 on Yahoo. If you want to dive into fantasy sports, we still have about five weeks left. You can certainly uh, get close to overthrowing me uh, if you manage to go 16 to know the rest of the season. Uh, sorry, every week. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, there's going to be 16 games uh, the rest of the weeks, I believe. So uh, this is going to be interesting and fun. Uh, we are past all the bye weeks, so... Uh, that's going to be something we can look forward to once we talk about week, uh, yeah, week 13 NFL picks. Before we get to that, though, it's time for anti-power rankings. And side note, I totally wanted to play like a Power Ranger song, but that totally goes against the podcast. I'm not going to try to play music. Um, if you guys do like some music, I used to play, uh, this is a call out if you want to watch some of the earlier episodes, which, I, which are probably a little bit more terrible than, than these ones, but... Uh, they had a lot of uh, lo-fi. I mixed that in too. So, if you guys do enjoy some of the lo-fi, or depending if you guys like certain ambiance noises, uh, feel free to let me know. Send me an email at droolishpodcast at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to respond and listen. Uh, sometimes I'm pretty slow with my emails, but I will always I will always try to get back to you. As for other ways to contact me, there's always Twitter, uh, Facebook. Just type in Droolish Podcast. You'll find me. Um, I, I would say YouTube too if you want to watch the podcast but it's really just a screenshot of like a cover you don't even see me so uh, it is what it is uh, but those are all ways to contact me I'm certainly going to up my uh, YouTube game and before I dive into the anti-power rankings specifically I know I went on for a minute but uh, finally in the works of getting my new PC I said that a few weeks ago but now it's like super official official uh, like the purchase is going to be made probably in the next seven days so hopefully in the next week or two uh, I will have better well one sound quality uh, better well better video quality um, I can actually update my videos and not wait the three hours I can multitask which would be amazing uh, so yeah I'm pretty excited for that and and hopefully the amount of possibilities I have to actually like turn what I have in my head into reality <laughs> it's gonna be a lot easier so um, but yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. So, to jump forward to anti-power rankings, if you're unfamiliar with anti-power rankings, anti-power rankings 
are similar to the power rankings that you see at ESPN or you know, all the other sites. Uh, the thing is, I don't like talking about the best teams in the NFL. Uh, everyone talks about that. So I want to focus on the worst teams, how they're doing, and how they're trending. Some teams might be trending up, some teams might be trending down. Uh, I review them in order of 1 through 10, technically 1 through 15, but I go through number 1 at the top because I don't want to give you guys the suspense of waiting through 15 all the way to 1. Kind of ruins the point of actually helping you fall asleep, so I assume, okay, start to 1 to, 1 to 15 and we'll go from there. I keep track of these every week, meaning that I can tell you the trends of where I'm feeling, um, where, like, you know, teams have been playing recently. Uh, and recently, probably about a month ago, I've been adding uh, tiers to a lot of these uh, rankings. So just because you might be number one in anti-power rankings, uh, you might actually be in a you know terrible tier, which you can be bundled up with five or six other teams. Um, that doesn't mean one team is better than the other, although that is pretty implied, I'm not going to lie. But uh, it does mean that people probably within one or two tiers, or even within the same tier, can and probably likely will uh, win football games at a greater rate than what probably, at least in my opinion, what Vegas is saying. Uh, but that, the jury's still out on that one. Okay, so, um, but uh, if you are like me, uh, especially when, it, when we talk about this, uh, I relate this to the picks for, um, you know, after this segment, uh, relate this to the week 13 picks or week 14 picks, you know, the, the, the following week picks for the week that's coming up. So, uh, because of that, uh, I do weigh some of these inter-power rankings to help make some of these pickups. So let's begin, guys. Starting out, number one, I have they have held this since they've been dethroned by Miami about four weeks back, has been the Cincinnati Bengals. They are the only winless team in the NFL. They are going to start Andy Dalton this week, from what I've read. Not that they have a two-game lead for the tank. Uh, so they might actually pull out a win so they don't get the 0-16 season. They do. Uh, be, they are facing some lowly teams coming up. But uh, I don't know what else I could say with the team. Andy Dalton, he's probably the only decent person that could get them a win, uh, especially with the remaining schedule. But that is not much of a statement to say about a team. To say one quarterback could get them one win for the remaining five weeks. So uh, that, for me, is not a good sign uh, outside of that. I think they've lost, I think they lost like what, 13 straight to the total going into last season. Uh, the team does not have any momentum. I don't even know who's on the coach anymore. Uh, it's it's just one big circus dumpster fire. So I don't expect too much from them. Uh, so yeah, they, they're holding down the fort at number one. I, ho I hope that they can turn it around, but I highly doubt it. I've also noticed I'm getting a little bit more cynical with, with these ranks. I meant to be a little bit friendly friendlier earlier in the season, um, but man, th these teams are just terrible. So. Um, letting you guys know the tier that I'm talking about, even though the ranks one, sorry, the ranks one through five are going to be um, what I would like to call uh, poop tier. Uh, I'm not trying, I'm trying not to cuss, but it's 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 it's, it's hot doo doo, man, or girls or whoever's listening. I have five teams there, and these teams not only don't have a shot at the playoffs, um, they're either mathematically eliminated or we're talking about not being mathematically eliminated. Plus their recent performances, uh, terrible streaks along, you know, yada, 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 I don't want to keep going into that, but realistically, they, these teams are just on the down, and they've been down all season, regardless of what, how they're playing and whatnot, uh, the record is pretty indicative, we have enough wins and losses to be indicative of saying these teams are bad, um, I don't think there's any room or margin for error at this point, sorry, I don't think there's any, like, error, like, any doubt, I should say, so, 
Cincinnati have number one. Number two, they moved up three spots from last week, and it's a team that I hate to put here. You hate to see it. And my fellow fans of the Detroit Lions, I'm sorry. I did not want to put you at number two, but I think you guys, and I, you hopefully can agree with me, say that we are one of the trashiest teams right now in the NFL. We've been competing with every team. We've held the lead in every game. We've lost seven games and tied one, or eight games. I don't even want to look at Detroit's record anymore. It, like, 3-7-1 was just terrible. I'm going to have to type in Detroit Lions again and just see the fiasco. Hopefully they have more than three wins. Or, sorry, more than, less than seven, less than eight losses. Fewer than, fewer than, see, English, fewer than seven losses. Or eight losses. Yeah, they are 3-7-1. and one. I felt like I'm seeing that like a hundred times and it's only Wednesday during this recording. I don't like seeing that. We've lost, we were, we were three, one and one at some point. We've lost six straight. We are not, not only were we trending down, but we lost to the skins. We lost to the team that, that was number two in the anti-power rankings. Okay, Detroit has this habit of performing well earlier in the season and then they might lose a game, and then they might even get screwed over by a ref. And for whatever reason, their mentality of just saying, oh, you know, we're just not going to win, just happens. Like, they, they, they forget how to win. And that happens almost every year. And if they're not starting out um, decent, they start out terrible, and then they end up season strong, creating false hope for the fans. So this team is wildly consistent in being inconsistent in how they just churn emotions for the fans of Detroit. I putting on number two even four weeks ago they weren't even they, they only appeared on the top 15 barely they went from 14 to five and they stayed at five and they dropped to number two Stafford's out Petrisco's out we're facing a guy whose name is like blow there's I'm sorry our guy's name is blow so uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what more you could say about this guy. Um, the, this quarterback could be the, the beacon of hope. Detroit is not mathematically eliminated, uh, but uh, I'm I'm becoming checked out of of the Lions this season. I have to continue watching the games to actually have better analysis. But like, I don't want to pick. I don't want to pick them. I don't want to pick against them. They are just defaulting to losing, and in Detroit fashion, they're probably going to win the last uh, four games just for the heck of it. They'll be seven seven and one. They could still make the playoffs at um, at eight, seven, and one, I believe. Uh, there are scenarios out there, so it's not completely unlikely. I mean, it is very unlikely, but um, the Detroit is etching in the quote-unquote mathematically eliminated uh, portion. So uh, it's not a, not a great time to be a Detroit Lions fan. Moving down to number three, yes, this team has shown promise. They've held defenses down to, I think, fewer than 20 points the last four or five games. And I'm going to double-check while, while I hype them up. They are the league's most controversial team. They have one of the most controversial teams in the NFL with their name. No, 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 they lost recently. So, But this team, known as the Washington Redskins, they've only given up 19 points against the Vikings, 24 points against the Bills, 34 points against the Searching Jets, and 16 points against the Lions last week. They're pretty consistent about scoring 
uh, 18 to 20 points each game. That seems to be their magic number. And against other terrible teams, uh, yeah, that's they just seem to be doing well-ish, I guess. They held the Vikings to 19, held the Lions to 16, held the Bills to 24, the Jets were the only anomaly. So, uh, yeah, their defense has been pretty de like decent, all things considered, especially in, in this NFL, like this league. But they still don't perform offensively against teams that are actually decent. So, uh, the Skins, I know they, because of the recent win, they are now two games back of getting the number one uh, pick in the draft. And it's getting pretty dicey in the bottom here, but uh, I honestly, this game was just so, just so underwhelming. I just did not imagine the Skins to actually score <laughs> more frequently than Detroit. I expected that to be a pretty low scoring game. I don't really have any trajectories for this team. I, I assume they might win one or two the rest of the season. They do compete week over week. Uh, it seems like almost every team, and I know people were uh, crabbing in Miami for like not trying, but it does seem like almost all the teams that are playing, they do try except for Cincinnati. Again, I don't see them getting too many wins the rest of the season unless they're facing another terrible team. Um, but I don't really have too much to say. I really, I have, Washington Skins are probably the only team that I have not paid too much attention to ever since Kirk Cousins left. So I'm going to leave it at that. Number four. Moving down a spot as well has been the New York Giants. Now, from what I recall, the Giants, uh, they didn't win. They didn't win last week. I think they had a bye week. Yeah, they had a bye week. And, you know, I can't say too much. I've talked about Daniel Jones. He's, I like him a lot. He's a good quarterback. He's, no, wait, no, that was not a bye week. It was, yeah, against Chicago. The movie Bears. That's fine. See, I'm way tired too, guys. I might only do one recording today, um, and then skip the Monday one. Honestly, uh, I, I really just don't have the energy to do that. Do this today. I, it's holiday coming up, and hopefully you guys understand. I really want to get the NFL picks, um, but I certainly like to just get in the motion of just doing these podcasts, regardless of what how many episodes I, I record. That said. They faced Chicago, and they lost to a very lowly Chicago team. Uh, it's an absurdly lowly Chicago team, I should say. And they lost, I want to say it was like 14-9 to 9 or something like that, something absurd. But yeah, they lost to the Bears, 19-14. to 14. Uh, I think Trubisky had an okay day. Um, but like I said, these are just two bottom feeder teams. The Giants did lose, but they, like I said, they, they did lose one spot. And look, I cannot... You're wondering why uh, they only moved down one spot despite you know winning. Same with Washington. Is that Detroit's just that bad? Okay, Detroit is terrible. I I know I don't want to jump back at Detroit, but like um, they're terrible, and the Giants are better. I feel like the, the Giants can win against Washington. They can beat Detroit. They can certainly beat Cincinnati easily. So I just don't have faith in Detroit. And as for the Giants, I know they lost a close game against the Bears. Um, but it, I mean, it was more or less a meaningless game. It really was just to get practice. No, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I know these players try hard, but at least the perception is like, you know, while they're trying, these are more or less meaningless games. Uh, and Chicago does have a little bit more effort to try to compete because of the record is a little bit better than some other teams in the NFC. So they do have more meaningful games in that aspect, but 
Well, these are all still little. These are all still low percentage uh, plays of them winning and making the playoffs, even if they win out, I believe. So, uh, so yeah, uh, it's still it's still fairly early, I guess, in the playoff race. We still got like five, six weeks for this, but uh, yeah, I just don't. I, I, I really hope. I honestly thought Giants were going to win last game, but. Um, like I said, I'm always a big fan of Daniel Jones. It just seems like nothing has been clicking for the whole team. Uh, probably just, I don't know if it's coaching. I, I need to pay attention more to this. Um, I, I only like to focus on, like, they, like Jones, they got, they don't have that anymore. They have, um, Saquon Barkley, so, I don't know. I'm, like, on paper, it seems like they could be a lot better, but uh, maybe some Giants fans could come in and, and inform me. And, uh, yeah. Number five, they moved up two spots. Uh, thought they were going to go on a mini surge, but turns out, nope. It's the Miami Dolphins. They've shown that they can win with Fitzpatrick. Um, in the same vein, um, they're showing that they're not trying to tank because they have Fitzpatrick in. It seems like they were not winning anything with Rosen. It seems like he's just a failed experiment. Um, I would like to see him get a different shot elsewhere, but uh, it seems like his tenure in the NFL is slowly waning away. Uh, Miami has just kind of been a they're kind of just an interesting team. I know they got shellacked against the Cleveland Browns, but the the Browns have the ability to play like down to their opponent, and they can also play like world. They, they have the talent, and if everything's clicking, they can play like a Super Bowl contender. Um, that's very rare. I have to mention that too because I know some people are going to get they're going to freak out, but they have the ability to. Now, consistency is the biggest thing that you can ask for if you're trying to win Super Bowls, and that's why it makes the Patriots so good, and that's why all the top teams have very strong records right now because they're able to consistently perform. Brown's record reflects on their inability to consistently perform until at least mid-season, until after the bye week. Again, I think they are 3-1 and one after the bye week. Um, they are definitely in the hunt for the playoffs. That's what looked like it, what looked like it was going to be a terrible season, 2-6. and six. They turned it around to 5-6. and six and winning some decent games in the meantime. So that's good on them, but for Miami, this is just, um, I mean, this is, fit, you know, they're fifth in the anti-power rankings for a reason. Um, they're going to get destroyed by most teams, especially most teams that are, that, that are competent, and especially teams that have more drive to win throughout the season um, with the you know, motivation to get into playoffs. So... Uh, so yeah, that's going to be something I'm going to take into consideration for some of these picks too, is like who's in the playoff hunt, who's not. But number five is Miami. Uh, yeah, they, they seem to be a little bit more active in scoring, but the team's still way off as a whole. Number six, they stayed at number six despite winning. That is the Chicago Bears. You guys should already know I, I am a little bit biased against the Bears, um, only because they, one, they are terrible, and two... They are not terrible enough to somehow win games where they shouldn't. That's the opposite of Detroit, where I feel like Detroit's way better, but we are freaking awful at winning games. Like, we're shooting, shooting ourselves in the foot. So, this last game, I think Trubisky threw for, like, 280 yards. Uh, honestly, none of these performances seem, like, overwhelming or great. Uh, it was a good, decent defensive effort by Chicago. I'll give them that credit. Um, but they are... The Bears are... Now, I'm going to pull up their records. I just want to make sure I have everything right before I say things. I know I could pause this and then, like, sound more professional, but that kind of defeats the purpose of somebody actually talking for a while and hearing myself talk. Uh, so, yeah. The Bears are 5 
and six. I don't get how they're five and six. I, they are just the most. They are the weirdest five and six team. I guess that three win uh, start helped, but uh, they won two of their last three against the Lions and the Giants. They lost to the sad Rams, and they're facing the sad the sadder Lions. Um, yeah, looking at their schedule, if I can look at the Bears' schedule and see what wins that they that they can win, like eat, like dominate, they can win against Detroit. I am a little bit worried about the Cowboys. That's probably a 50-50 game for the Bears, depending on how Cowboys come out. They're going to get shellacked by the Packers. They're probably going to get shellacked by the Chiefs. They're going to get owned by the Vikings. I mean, uh, if they went out, I would, I would be thoroughly surprised. But this seems like it's a 7-19. That's that's where they're at. Uh, they're just wildly inconsistent. I honestly am just so confused. Uh, looks like Camille, Camille back might be back too. So, uh, I mean, they could be prime position for the playoffs. I'll give them that. But like their wins against terrible teams, like the quality of wins against the like Broncos aren't terrible. The underperforming to Broncos, they beat the Skins, you know. And then the great game I'll give them credit to was the one that I think Kirk Cousins turned everything around was against the Vikings. So remember, they beat them 16 to six. So, so even if they face the Vikings again, it's not the same Vikings team. Okay, this was like pre like Super Saiyan uh, Kirk Cousins, so and not looking good for them. But uh, I know I have like I said, this five and six team is I have for number six. Um, if they win this week against the Lions, which they should uh, convincingly, I would be more apt to move them down uh, a fairly decent amount. Like I'm willing to swallow my pride for this one, but. Uh, like I said, one win against a lowly Giants team doesn't prove much. A win against a very even lonelier Lions team, or yeah, Giants and Lions, that's fine. But um, yes, it still speaks. It still speaks volumes to me. Number seven, moving up one spot, are the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, they didn't play last week, so I'm actually not gonna talk too much about them. So sorry, Chargers. Just like this, just like just like this, just like your fan base in LA, completely forgettable. Um, number eight. The Jets. I moved them down four spots. So this is pretty interesting. Uh, the This mid-late season efforts from Miami and the Jets have been interesting to watch. Um, like, like they decided to like nut up and just perform. Uh, the Jets, is I find this very interesting because I believe they lo- they've won. I almost said lost, like almost out of habit. But the Jets have won, uh, I think, their last three games. Yeah. Went from one and seven to four and seven. Uh, not eliminated from the playoff hunt. They actually still have an outside chance. Uh, obviously, five and six is a lot better, but but they've won against the Giants. Went Redskins. Meh. The Raiders. Very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean that was probably a big boost again for Sam Darnold. He does seem to be getting his footing, and the offense it just seems to be steamrolling. I honestly don't see this ending uh, against the Bengals. I don't see it ending. Not against the Dolphins. Or the Ravens will be of certain welcome to that. Uh, that could actually be a legit shootout if uh, the Jets continue to win because they could be 6-7 and seven heading in um, against the Raven, Ravens. So Sam Darnold is certainly picking up the pace. That's why I moved him down four spots. Um, they are in the playoff hunt-ish. Uh, just so you know, the team's ranked 8th through 11th. I have them... They're my orange label, which means... Um, they could be in the playoff hunt. They've been showing some effort, 
or some some moxie at some point. Um, still up in the air, um, but there's going to be a little bit more context to what I'm talking about with these teams in particular. But they are still kind of dangerous. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of a little bit high on the Jets earlier in the season um, with Darnold, uh, but, uh, but it seems like now they've been climbing their way to relevance, which for me, I guess, like I said, winning three in a row in the NFL, I give a lot of credit to. So that's why they moved down four spots. Winning a, winning a fourth um, certainly puts them, at least for me, in my opinion, like back to like uh, like decent-ish team tier where they can definitively lay the smack down on legit terrible teams. It's still struggle against like playoff contenders, but Oakland was trending towards to be a playoff contender, so that's what uh, certainly piques my interest. Uh, the Jets are the team that we think who they who we think they are. Uh, they should win the next two anyway. So uh, yeah, I, I think this makes sense putting the Jets as a number eight. Number nine, moving up six spots. I know this is a little bit long time coming, but I had to see how the quarterback situation played out. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nick Foles is a little bit. He's kind of just been whelmed. Um, the team offensive line has not really been um, stellar. I don't think they have too many weapons either. Their defense still seems to be okay-ish, but that seems to be perhaps hitting the fan. Uh, regardless if it's Minshew or Foles, uh, the team really isn't going anywhere fast. Uh, they definitely need to win. They need to. They need to stop the bleeding and get some momentum going. Uh, I think we're finishing nine and seven. I, I'm pretty sure Jacksonville is in the AFC. I'm like 95% sure. Uh, I know I've gotten a lot better at at telling like which teams. Yeah, they should be in the AFC. They're facing the yeah AFC South. Um, you know, Houston is seven four, for example, in the AFC South. Uh, they can lose. Like Houston is. It's a good team, but they just—I feel like they also fold a lot. So, um, being two games back behind Indianapolis and Tennessee, it's—it seems doable, especially with uh, five games remaining. Uh, none of these teams seem to be running away, in my opinion. Uh, seven and four is indicative of a good team, but like looking at the point ratios, they're all very similar. Like seven and four, two sixty-five points uh, forced versus allowed for Houston. It's like a sixty-point difference. All these are like 16 to 20 point difference in Jacksonville. It's the only one that hasn't been scoring offensively. So uh, it is sad to see Jacksonville not performing well, but they are trending down. They are a very streaky team. They lost two, they win two, they lose two, they win two, they lost three. Uh, it would not surprise me if they win against the Bucks, Chargers, Raiders, Falcons, Colts. Like they could win out. Like these teams are all beatable in any given week. So. Like they could finish nine and seven, like fairly strong. They don't. I don't think they have any more outside of the Colts, any more games in their division. So it's gonna be tough for them. Um, but like I said, I don't think they're. I don't think they're hot trash. I just think they're still trying to find their identity uh, mid-season, especially changing quarterbacks. So hopefully, hopefully they can pull it together. Um, although not, like I said, I'm still not sitting high on them. They are the number nine anti-power rating team for a reason. Number ten have the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Falcons, they seemed like they were winning. Uh, big time, I gave them a big boost. Uh, and then they got shellacked by... <laughs> I forgot who they faced. Um, but they did, get, they did lose uh, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that could just be a victim of the Buccaneers actually playing at 100%, which is not the case, because I think Winston still threw for like three interceptions or two, two interceptions early on. So the Tampa Bay, when they actually... 
if Tampa Bay has ever been consistent, they are going to be like the legit scariest team in the NFL. I feel like they're almost they're almost on par with uh, um, at least offensively with like the Ravens if they're able to get that going. Their defense did show up a little bit. I know uh, Tampa Bay's defense is pretty meh, um, but um, in regards to Atlanta, uh, they should have scored a lot more points, 22 points, especially with how hot they've gotten. Uh, it's inexcusable, especially against a very uh, weak uh, Tampa Bay team. Uh, there could be something with Atlanta at home. I don't know what is going on with them. It seems like they're doing all their winning sporadically here. Um, they won at home against the Eagles, and then they won at the Saints, at Panthers. Yeah, so they've actually won more on the road than they have away. Uh, Atlanta's playoff hopes are very slim, um, but the team as a whole is just seems to be clicking together. Um, I almost want to chalk this up as a one-off uh, based on Atlanta's credentials and history and their remaining season. They're facing the Saints. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that same performance again. Um, but there are a lot of questions with Atlanta, and that's why I put them at number 10. Um, given, probably giving them a little bit too much benefit of the doubt, despite being a 3-8 and team, and I have a 5-6 and six Chicago team above that. But um, this order, I also try to, like I said, I mentioned this, I try to think about if these teams were to face off each other, like going up, um, would Atlanta, say, beat a Chicago? And at this point, I would still say yes. Uh, it would be a close game. I, like I said, I still think Chicago's pretty weak. And any given week, they're probably going to be weak enough to uh, let Atlanta win um, fairly comfortably, especially if Atlanta gets going. That's the, that's the thing. If you have a very strong, if you have a 100% Chicago team, like going all out against 100% Atlanta team, I'm coaching everything else. I still think Atlanta has the edge, um, given all the recent play, given all the injuries and everything else. I just think Atlanta's body of work should be stronger than Chicago. That's why, if you're wondering why Chicago six. Atlanta's 10, that's kind of the biggest reasons. Um, then again, uh, none of this, this is just me talking anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So, uh, number 11 I have are the Denver Broncos. They moved up one spot. Uh, like I said, Atlanta, Denver, Jacksonville, um, Jets, these teams just, Jets are trending up. The other teams are just kind of hovering in towards, they're mediocre. Denver, I know, should have a better record than their than how they've been playing, but at the end of the day, you have to win these games, and after so many of these close losses in this last recent week, uh, I, I, you know, it's their body of work. They just don't win. Uh, there's nothing more to be said. That's something that has to be learned. That's something that they could probably do next season. They could still learn it this season, but um, but I think we've all seen it now. Like, the teams that should have good records will have good records at this point. And for, you know, various reasons. So, uh, I just don't think Denver... Like, they just need that extra inch to get those wins, but um, until they do, I, I can't rank them higher. Um, they can compete in a number of games, uh, I think, with the exception of, with the exception of last week. Um, but, yeah, they ran into a strong Buffalo team. Number 12, and I know we went to the top 10, so I'll quick give you the top 10 again. Number one is Cincinnati. Number two is Detroit. The Washington. Then Giants. Then the Dolphins, then the Bears, then the Chargers, then the Jets, then the Jaguars, and then number 10 is the Falcons. So I mentioned Denver is number 11, and between ranks 12 and through 15, uh, these teams, I'm not going to go over too much, um, but these teams are either trending up, or I just like, or are, I think they're either in playoff contention, or these are just generally good playing teams that, I, in my opinion, could win against most most NFL teams at this point and probably can crush any team that's been beneath them. 
So number twelve, I have the Atlanta. Sorry, the Arizona Cardinals, and they moved up one spot. They had a bye week last week, I believe. Uh, as you guys know, I've been pretty high on Arizona ever since probably about week three or four of the season. They are in. They are unfortunate that they don't have enough pieces on their team to compete against the stronger teams in the NFC uh, West. Uh, but that being said, they are the weakest opponent in the str- in the absurdly strongest division in the, probably in the NFL line, in my opinion. Um, they are essentially, if you guys watch it, they are essentially the Rock Lee of, of the, NFC, or the NFC West, which is not a bad thing at all. If you're the Rock Lee of the NFC West, all you do is just play well. You're always so close to winning, but you're always matched up against opponents that just give you the... Just that just barely give you the loss, so the quality of your losses is not really uh, identified by most people. But if you put context into like their actual power, uh, Arizona is is probably my favorite team to watch probably right now in the NFL next to um, next to Lamar Jackson. Uh, Kyle Murray is just their offense has been splendid, uh, and with for the pieces that they got, like this this was supposed to be a rebuild season. And yes, they could lose the rest and probably get to like the top five pick. But how they've been playing, how you watch them every week, how they've not only just been competing against the top teams. Like, I don't think Arizona just has San Francisco's number. Arizona has everyone's number. Like, their defense is not there. They need the pieces. They're not ready yet. But I think the coaching is actually on the up and up. The offense is looking good. Uh, honestly, this is like a fun Arizona team, and I think next year they're going to pull some amazing moves and actually make a serious run. Uh, it's very plausible they can do something this year, too. Um, assuming they can get legit high if their defense uh, steadies up. But the rest of their schedule is absurdly tough. Um, but when you watch strong teams play, like they play exactly like a strong playoff team. Like They have that demeanor and mentality. They're just not getting the wins. And, no, and none of these wins are even like, I want to blame them. It's just the defense. It's just, uh, you know, <laughs> they can only do so much offensively for what they've been given. Number 13, I have the Tampa Bay Bucks. For the anti-power rankings, uh, I can't place them anything above 15, and I'm probably going to keep them around this spot the rest of the season, if I have to be honest with you. They're Jekyll and Hyde every week. Uh, until they build some consistency, uh, they're just hard to predict. So they can beat anyone, and they can lose to anyone, like, legitimately, terribly, and amazingly. So you're there. Number 14, I feel like I have this a little bit high, but I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they seem to be on a downtrend, but they also are a team similar to the Bears, I guess. That they, they know how to win, but I feel like the Eagles have a lot more firepower and a lot more uh, like late season experience. So uh, that's where I'm going with that. The Eagles, I, I, I just feel like their body of work is a lot stronger um, than a lot of the other teams. So hopefully they can get it together and justify this 14th position. Uh, number 15, they moved down five spots, uh, is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, love the Titans? Not really. Uh, but Tennehill has been lighting it up recently, and uh, I kind of like I kind of like what I've been seeing from them. They're starting to build some consistency. Um, they beat Jacksonville. They shellacked them 42 to 20. Uh, but uh, again, this too little to say if they're a strong team. Like I don't know, you guys might think it too. But like there are certain teams where you just feel like they can win, but you're not going to take them seriously. That's kind of a, that's kind of what I feel about Tennessee. And then I keep number 16 for tracking purposes. But I recently have them if they continue to um, unimpress. I'll, probably rank them higher, but it's uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, they had a close win against the Colts, 
Uh, actually, I don't even know why I don't have the Colts out here either. But uh, both, I feel like the Tennessee, Houston, Colts, those teams, like all those three teams could literally be 15, 16, and 17. So if you're a Colts fan and you're wondering why Houston's not on, well, the, let's just say that you're all equal tiered in, in my eyes. Um, so uh, that's it, guys. So moving on to the Week 13 NFL picks. So now using all the information that we have from the anti-power rankings, uh, I, I wanted to just start making my picks through, uh, uh, through my Yahoo Fantasy pickums. You guys can join anytime. And I'm going to try to get through this a little bit faster than normal because I know I tend to be a little bit long-winded and I highly doubt this actually won't be um, super long. But uh, I generally make my picks ahead of time before I start the podcast. And then I'll review them uh, with you. And then if there's anything that's different, um, because generally I like to talk out loud when I make these picks, um, which is actually a pretty decent reason why I have this podcast too, or at least these episodes. Uh, I compare that to my anti-power rankings and then try to make general assessments. Worst cases, especially for like these straight up picks, um, they're not super indicative, but if you are betting and you notice any uh, spreads, especially uh, for the underdog, uh, that this is probably the best that you're going to get in finding like good lines to bet on because I'm pretty darn good at betting spreads, for, especially with underdogs. So starting out, uh, I'm picking Chicago over Detroit and uh, yeah. Chicago's a favorite, so every team I mentioned first is going to be a favorite, and the underdog's going to be the second. So a little bit different than other sites where they do the home team first versus the away team, but uh, Chicago, Thursday night, or Thursday noon game against Detroit. Uh, Then, yeah, I I honestly just, I don't want to talk about this game too much. I already talked about how terrible Chicago is, but I I also want to talk about how Lions are just the worst team. So... Um, there's a big difference between bad and worse. Detroit's certainly in the worst. Uh, so yeah, I don't want to look back at Detroit. I'm sorry. Next team, next next game, I guess for Thursday, I have Dallas winning against Buffalo. I think this is uh, Buffalo's true test, and I think they're going to fail. That's, there's nothing more to it. Uh, Buffalo's been facing a lot of weak teams, and this is probably going to be the first real test they've had. Uh, they faced the Cleveland Browns too a couple weeks back and they got dismantled too so uh, again Buffalo does seem to struggle against super strong teams uh, and I think there's just going to be more in the middle of the pack and this is especially for Dallas too and I think they have a real identity crisis they're uh, I believe a team that should be playing much better than where they're at but that was going to be an interesting one I'm picking Dallas to win uh, the next game I'm picking the favorite New Orleans Saints against the Atlanta Falcons I think this is a good revenge game uh, I definitely think Atlanta just caught Northerns off guard. Atlanta still could be high-powered, and this could still be the same result. But uh, I'm just going to play favorites this, like, more or less this week. I'm tired of getting beaten down, guys. Um, but this, uh, but, uh, but seriously, though, like this actually seems like a pretty solid pick, especially for a pick-em. Northerns is still steamrolling. Uh, this next game, I feel like I could be wrong here, but I'm sticking with the New York Jets. And they are a three-and-a-half point favorite. That's very interesting against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, New York Jets have been on fire the last three weeks. Unfortunately, the Cincinnati Bengals are now starting Andy Dalton, who was benched and now is coming back. And I'm pretty sure it's highly believed that the Bengals are are explicitly 
taking Andy Dalton out in midseason to help with the tank, and now that it's pretty much guaranteed, they're going to try to win a game. So if you go Cincinnati this way, I honestly do not blame you. Um, but I am sticking the trend. I'm, I'm sticking with my trend and hot, you know, my, my trend slash hotness factor um, with the Jets. And they, if they're going to actually make a serious playoff run, which is very possible, very, very, very possible, especially at 9-7 and seven if they finish at that point uh, in the schedule. Uh, they have so much motivation here. And Cincinnati's motivation is just to probably win a game the rest of the season, whereas the Jets are focused on probably crushing the rest. Like, you win three weeks in a row, you're building confidence, especially with the rookie quarterback. So I'm picking the Jets there. Uh, next game, I'm picking the Indianapolis Colts against the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans have been heating up a lot more, but I do think at home against, uh, against the Titans, uh, rivalry matchup, this could actually go either way. I know Tannehill has been heating up, and Tennessee should be something to make note of, but I think this is where it ends this week. So Indianapolis, I'm taking that. And these are Sunday games at this point. So the next game, I have the Philadelphia Eagles against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this is a pretty straightforward one, in my opinion. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles should at least uh, win this decisively against the Dolphins. I could probably imagine this being like a 2014 game, probably closer than it should be. And if Miami does win, it's going to be something lame. Uh, which means if Miami does have good odds, I'm going to look at the spread here. It's a 9.5 point spread. I do think Philadelphia is strong. They're not that strong. They justify that 10 point spread. But um, I, for the pick on purposes, I, I'm, I'm sticking with them. For the next game, I have the Green Bay Packers at the New York Giants. I'm picking the Packers to win. I think this is going to be a pretty decisive victory. Um, Green Bay wants to they, they need to win every game, especially if they want high playoff seeds, because the NFC is no joke with the top teams. Um, this coming, this next game, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Cleveland Browns. And this one's a tough because I do love both teams. Like I love Pittsburgh's ability to win despite all of their uh, shortcomings. Like they're a phenomenally well-coached team, and I love Cleveland's ability to just trash talk and just do whatever the heck they want. And they can win. They can win against every team, but they're significantly underperforming. So this is a toss-up. I just think, honestly, I think Cleveland's going to believe Pittsburgh's going to steamroll and it's going to be vice versa. Uh, I, I'm saying this is a pure 50-50. Uh, Cleveland, I think, just probably loses against Pittsburgh here. Uh, but it's close. And I, honestly, it's a... This is just a 50-50, and I, I want to know what the odds here are. Yeah, they're two-point favorites. And only 20% of people are picking Cleveland, too. So I'm a little bit nervous. Um, I'm sticking with Pittsburgh. I, I just feel like Pittsburgh's body of work, um, despite all the shenanigans, and Mason Ru if Mason Rudolph was starting, I would actually pick Cleveland. But he's not, so that liability is probably worth, like, one or two points in my head. And I think this game is going to go down to like one or two points. Uh, so, ah, uh, man, that, that, this game is way too tough. And I definitely want to watch that. Um, picking, also picking Carolina to beat Washington. Uh, should be, I know Carolina's struggling, but uh, actually this could be a spicy Washington win. Uh, they beat a very sad Lions team. And Carolina, they haven't won since that black cat came out either. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to stick with Carolina's favorite. I, don't, I shouldn't be overthinking this one. Uh, the next game, I'm picking the underdog Tampa Bay to beat Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I told you Tampa can literally beat every team and any team at any given time. Uh, 
in the same vein, they can probably get shut out against Jacksonville. So I don't really know about this team. Like Tampa, you're gonna get you're gonna get a high scoring affair with Tampa and like three turnovers. Um, I feel like Jacksonville is a team that can capitalize at least with Dick Foles in. Um, but we'll see. It's only he's only been had a game and a half, and honestly, Jacksonville like, he can come, he can bounce back and get into playoff mode. So um, I'm feeling 55 percent of the time Tampa wins this, maybe. Yeah, so that, that's, a, that's a rough three matchup there. Like, in my opinion, those are all coin flips. And in hindsight, I'm going to go back, come back next week and talk about these coin flips because I honestly think these are going to be just down to the wire, all these, all these three games. Um, yeah, the Pittsburgh, Carolina, and Tampa picks. So, um, moving down. I'm um, picking Baltimore over San Francisco. I am not going to spend 20 minutes going over analysis of this game. Between, Jimmy G, between the Jimmy Garoppolo's and San Francisco, um, versus Lamar Jackson, a high potent offense, just literally, the, the league cannot catch up fast enough. And I don't know, this that game's way too close to. I'm picking Arizona, the underdog. This is actually a very good pick for me, um, even if it's against the spread, uh, to win against the Rams. The Rams are six and five against a three and seven Arizona team. Um, Arizona, if they had a better schedule, they could probably be a six and five team. So uh, I think. Arizona actually crushes this team flat out. This is not even a remote, like, close one I'm trying to fudge. I think Arizona crushes the Rams here. Um, having Denver as an underdog beating the Chargers. Uh, at this point, though, these two teams, uh, they're just fighting for right, like, bragging rights for whatever records they have. Chargers are really not going to be the playoff hunt. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're actually doing things. Uh, Denver has shown the ability to win some games towards the end, and I think this is going to be a close game that... If it comes down to the end, I think Denver has the edge, so that's why I'm picking them. Uh, Kansas City, I have them over Oakland, though. Uh, yeah, I just have them. I, I'm holding some reservations because Oakland could have just had one week. They honestly could have slept on the Jets, and they were so prepared for Kansas City, they botched it. So um, that's very that's very believable. And you know, I feel like Gruden's team's going to compete, especially Kansas City, but I think Kansas City is going to run away with this one. I think New England is just not going to lose until they face another super strong team, and I don't see that in Houston, so I have them winning. And then the last game, Monday Night Football. I have the Minnesota Vikings beating the Seattle Seahawks. You might wonder how the heck is that possible? Well, everyone says Seattle's so strong at home, but this season they are worse at home than away. Russell Wilson gets better when there's more adversity. Like, I feel like he's just turning into freaking, I don't know, I don't know what he's turning into. But he just thrives on adversity. And this is a team where they should have the <laughs> they are at home um, as a favorite against a Minnesota team that did, um, I, I, I mean, they're still pretty hot. But uh, it's a, it's still kind of shaky. But, like, Seattle, Seattle knows how to win games at the end. They know how to handle adversity. Minnesota has kind of just been, um, last week or a couple weeks ago, they handled adversity pretty well. Uh, the 23 or 20 point comeback so uh, I'm pretty interested to see how this turns out but I think Seattle does not have a specific edge here at home as big as what people are imagining and I don't know what the spread is for this game I, I don't get how Seattle has a three point spread when they were dogs against the Philadelphia Eagles Like a, I feel like Minnesota would crush the Eagles like all the time but, um, but I think Minnesota does have the edge here uh, I just think Seattle at home it's just they have not been as strong, and I feel like Russell Wilson, the team, the defense has been playing a lot better, but if we're just going to be putting up points, 
and this is just going to be like a, I feel like it's going to be a shootout type of game, then I think Minnesota has the edge. Uh, I think Minnesota might be able to just run away with this game early, or at least like midway, and Seattle won't have enough uh, time to come back. Uh, I feel like like if this comes down to the wire, uh, see, Minnesota might just pull this one out. I, it's, I, I just can't explain it. Uh, so, there you have it, guys. Uh, to recap, I'm picking Chicago, Dallas, New Orleans, the Jets, the Colts, the Eagles, the Packers, Steelers, uh, the Panthers, the Buccaneers, the Ravens, uh, Arizona, uh, the Cardinals, I mean, uh, Broncos, Chiefs, Patriots, and the Vikings. Since these are the last five weeks, these are going to be 16 games each week, so I need to finish strong. I have to be like undefeated to actually win this, win this uh, fantasy pickums. That said, guys, we did it. We're finally down to my, well, another favorite section part of the show, um, which I like to call Upset NFL Picks. So these Upset NFL Picks are a little bit different than Pick'ems. Uh, for example, in Pick'ems, you get one point for every win, uh, regardless if it's an underdog or favorite, versus underdog, up, uh, sorry, versus upset picks, which is I actually bet real money on these games. And uh, knowing or believing that long term, I'd like to go after underdogs that I believe are un like that are, are mispriced, and giving them the best chance. That I believe that they can actually win at the end of the game. So I'm probably going to change my strategy a little bit. Um, but the whole idea behind this is that if I pick a team that's a big underdog to win, and I believe that they, it's actually a big mismatch, um, then I pay three, four, five, six, seven dollars to one. So have a dollar down. I win seven, you know, it makes sense. Uh, it sounds a little bit crazy, but in the same vein, it's, I had to mention, like, it's all about edges, because if, uh, if I believe, let's say, like, the Dolphins are going to win this week, um, they're plus, like, 500, or, it, or I'm going to say they're going to compete, or, like, you know, if it's, if it's a plus 500, then it means, like, I think it's, like, one, it's, like, a, it's, like, a 17% chance that they actually win the game. Um, and as long as I can justify my belief that they win more frequently, so maybe like 30% of the time and not 17, then it's a profitable play. So that's generally how it works. And um, a similar example is like coin flips. You know, if you flip a coin, um, you get $1 back if you use heads and you lose the dollar if it's tails. But if it's changed to say like $10 for heads and $1 for tails, uh, you lose $1 for tails, you're going to keep flipping that coin nonstop because you know, you know, nine times out of 10, uh, you know, you're going to be winning a lot lot more money so uh, or I think I have the numbers right or wrong but uh, but yeah and then the more you do it the long-term ROI you, you play and you, you win so generally these types of bets reward people who, who make more frequent bets profitably now in actuality this season I am on a terrible streak of lost seven in a row I went from six and fourteen with about minus two Point one uh, units. A unit is just a denomination of any dollar you spend. So I could technically be betting one dollar for each of these bets, um, but I'm not. So, um, but I'm down nine. I'm down nine point one units. Uh, I'm not fretting this too much. Uh, but to review week 12's picks, I had the Colts plus 175. Again, that was a close one. Like I'm not sweating that one. Um, the Dolphins plus 415. That was a shellacking and. The reason why I had that one, too, I figured the Browns are either going to crush or the Dolphins are going to win. There was, like, no in-between. So that's kind of the biggest reason. Um, the Giants plus 230, they lost that one. And then the Packers plus 145 was a shellacking. So even my plus 40, 145 wasn't that great. But 
<laughs> but don't worry, I'm not gonna get beat down by this. Every week is a new week. So I'm going to hop on uh, one of the sports betting uh, sites that I'd like to go to, and that's gonna go to betonline.ag. And I used to use Bovada, if you paid attention throughout the season. And anyway, that was a $10,000 parlay for free, interesting. But, uh, but what I do is I'm gonna go down all the games for the week, and I'm gonna tell you which games seem like a, like a steal, based on the odds. So starting with Thursday, I have the Detroit Lions, um, they're plus 162 against the Bears, uh, which is not a bad line, plus 162. Uh, the Bills are plus 275 against the Cowboys. That is a very interesting one because I think the Buffalo Bills need to win to show, the, to show them that they're actually legit. I think the Cowboys do dominate, but the Cowboys have also been disappointed. They, they also don't perform in games that they're supposed to win at. So this is actually a very like a winnable sleeping, like a sleeper game, uh, considering that I think Bills win this like two or one out of three times. So even being plus 200, um, at least in my head, how this makes sense, that, that this plus 275 is actually a profitable play. I do like that a lot. So I'm going to make that an early uh, week 13 pick is my uh, Bills plus 275. And I'm going to re try to release this uh, today. I know it's Wednesday. I'll, I'll try to release it Wednesday night because I know we have a lot of games Thursday. So, uh, yeah. Or, or I'll try to release it this afternoon. Let me let me take that back. I'll try to release it this afternoon because it's Wednesday, and then you guys can take these picks and run with it. So, um, Bills plus two seventy five. The next one I have is it's going down this list. Atlanta Falcons plus two seventy against the Saints. Uh, I don't like that. I do believe the Falcons. <laughs> I want to believe the Falcons could win again. I really do. Um. It seems crazy to not bid that, but I'll see if I can find better spots because I'd like the Bills to beat the Cowboys way more frequently than Atlanta over the Saints. Uh, let's see, the Giants are plus 245 against the Packers. See, that's what I don't get. So the Giants are plus 245 at home against the Packers, against an angry Packers team. I don't see that. The Skins are plus 375 against the Panthers. Uh, I want to say I want to go for the skins on this one, but uh, I just need to do more do more due diligence due diligence here. The 49ers are plus 235 against the Ravens. This is a big mismatch. I think this game's going to be. I figure this game is going to be similar to the Dolphins uh, Browns game, where the San Francisco is just going to win, squeak out a victory, just barely squeak out a victory or the Ravens are gonna crush by like 30 points. Um, I don't trust the plus six line at all. Uh, I think, uh, I almost feel like this is a trap. Like I would never go for the plus six. Um, but the plus 235 uh, money line odds, plus six was for the spread, but plus 235, I'm very interested in. I might put that, place that down depending on if I can find any better matchups. Cause I think the 49ers can beat the Ravens uh, like if we're just talking about any given game. Um, I mean, the defense is just solid. Um, I think that's a. I think that is a completely. Uh, plus two thirty, yeah. Uh, off base there, so plus two thirty-five. We have the Titans and Colts. That's plus one twenty for the Titans as an underdog. Not worth it. The 
Miami Dolphins are plus two or plus three fifty-five against the Eagles. Uh, they are at home. Uh, I just don't see I just don't see the Dolphins winning that, and the spread's a little bit too low. Give me like plus five hundred, and I'll consider it. Uh, the Bucks, Jaguars, it's even, so not really anything worried about there. Cincinnati Bengals are plus one fifty-five against the Jets. No, uh, yeah, not worth it. Steelers are plus 121 against the Browns. I mean, this is going to be a close game, but... Um, eh. Cardinals are plus 140 against the Rams. That's actually a good one. That is a very good one. Good, good line right there. Uh, Oakland Raiders are plus 405 against the Chiefs. I almost want to take... Oh, I'll keep going down. I almost want to take the Raiders. Um, the odds are plus 405. Because the Raiders are still a pretty stout team. Like, they got, they, they slept last week. They, they got slept on. Um, I think this is, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than what people imagine. Honestly, the spread is a plus 10. I like a lot. I might actually just place that down. Um, but it's plus 4 or 5 for the Raiders. And it's a lot more believable for the Raiders to beat the Chiefs, in my opinion, than the Skins to beat the Panthers. Or is that, does that sound crazy, or am I way off base there? I'm See, I'm starting to, like, overthink this, but I do think the Raiders are in the realm of beating most teams. Although, should I change my method? Because I, like my methodology for these is like focused on how these games play out towards the end. And a lot of these teams, especially the ones in the last few weeks, like the week prior, I, I was almost 3-0, I believe, but there was just ridiculous comebacks and close 50-50s like I lost. So if I look at the body of work of these teams and how they were supposed to finish, because I haven't been doing that before, um, then I think I actually have better edges here. So, for example, the Cardinals, plus 140. That makes total sense. I'm, like, making that all day. Cardinals, plus 140. I know that. I think the Cardinals win in, in, in these close games. Like, Tampa was just... I want to say it's a fluke, but uh, Cardinals should have won that game, like, had they practiced a little bit more discipline, but... The San Francisco 49ers, they've won a lot of these close games. They just know how to they know how to win, and they know how to close out, especially against a very strong Arizona team that might have figured them out, or a very unsuspecting, sleeping Cardinals team. The Bills... They do win close games. I have to give them credit, they do win close games, and I think this is going to be a close one. The Bills, I can justifiably like feel comfortable in a close game to say like they can actually definitively win this. I can't say the same thing about the Falcons, so I'm going to avoid that. The Giants, I can't say that either. They've lost close. I don't want to get them. The Skins, plus 375 again. Uh, the Skins, plus 375. They do kind of win close games, though. They've won against Miami. They, and Carolina's on a downward spiral. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. And they're running defense. So I, I, I'm very strongly considering. I The plus 10 for the Skins, I'll say that right now. I, you would have to take that. I, I'm taking that 100%. But I'm talking about the money money line here. Ah, that plus 375 is so juicy. Okay, so I'm going to see if I can look at a different uh, bet and sportsbook that I used to. And I'm going to use uh, my bookie. And, of course, if you want to go on my bookie uh, for all your sports bets, feel free to reach out to me first, and I can give you a referral code. Not only do I get some money, you get money out of it. And, well, you get to do some bets. Um... Obviously, it's up to your discretion, but let's see here. Thanksgiving, the promo. I want some NFL odds. 
So let's see, Buffalo Bills are plus 245 versus plus 275 on this other side. Yeah, that's way better. Here. Giants plus 245. Washington Redskins are plus 375 versus, it's still 375. So even between sports books, the plus 375 seems to be standard here. Um, how many, I think, like the defense is stout and Carolina, I mean, they can score. It seems like when they come from behind, It seems like when it comes to closing out a game, I think if Washington is still somewhat in it, I think they have a chance. And how frequently are they going to be in it? One out of three times? I think this is a slightly profitable play, especially towards the end. I'm trying to adjust. I'm, tr I'm right now. I'm real. I'm real live time, like real time. I'm adjusting my strategy here, not just for these 50/50s, but I feel like if I tweak it to where these teams might actually have shown to perform, especially at the end of games using any sample size. And it's, I know this is absurd logic, so you guys can listen to my madness here. I don't think I have any more ridiculous picks, though. The Dolphins plus 360 compared to plus... Where's the Dolphins here? Plus 355. Okay, so it's not that crazy. The Raiders are plus 405 compared to... The Raiders here are plus 375. Okay, so the plus 405 makes the most sense. Can the Raiders in that frequently against the Chiefs? And Chiefs are at home. Uh, it's, I know it's going to be close. I know it's going to be close. But Kansas City does suck at the end of games. <laughs> like, they're winning. Um, I'm going to avoid that one. I'm going to avoid it. I already have four. So here are my locks. My locks, my upset picks, like official picks. A Bills, plus 275. San Francisco, plus 235. Cardinals plus 140, and then the Washington Redskins at plus 375. Now that's who I got, folks. Um, if I do win all these, I will probably just be able to break even, just barely. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, still. Yeah, plus 258. Yeah. If I go 4 or no, I'll be break even for the season. Um, I guess that's not terrible. Uh, I know I'm on a losing streak, but like, like re realistically, how I imagine this in my head, I probably would be about 10. Uh, oh, that would be about 10 and 17. That was my, my my projected, and then will be about like plus one or two units in my head how that was supposed to go. But it's obviously not gone my way. Like I said, like I said, the week 11 was so sad with the Broncos, Dolphins, Cardinals, those games that that was an easy turnaround. But uh, yeah. Now we gotta. I gotta do this one one game at a time. I can't just find like a plus seven hundred and go for it. But the Bills look very juicy. Um, Cardinals. I just that's still um, the fact that I'm getting any even odds or better for Cardinals is still fun, fun to me. Uh, yeah. So there you guys have it. Hopefully you enjoyed the upset picks, the upset during the week thirteen NFL picks, everything else, anti power rankings. Um, I'm going to be holding off any more, more recordings but you hear this there's going to be no recording on uh, monday i'm going to probably take some time i'm going to take some time off but i'm going to be probably switching my pcs and updating a lot of the equipment but uh yeah in the meantime you guys take care and appreciate you guys listening always as always guys and uh dream easy dream easy i can't even speak guys <laughs> you guys dream easy ciao